listen. Talk to the side of the mic. Yeah, listen, it actually sounds really good when you talk really close. Listen here, you see. So if you're like, yeah, so frog. If you, if you cagnate a little bit, then. Yeah. <laughs> Wise guy, eh? <laughs> The welcome someone, brigade. Yeah, someone rang the doorbell. Let me let me find out. Another catalog. <laughs> Shout out to Heritage. Yeah. Thanks for all the free catalogs. That's right. Yeah. You know. Good reading material. That's right. And if you uh, if you need uh, some kindling later. It's like uh, sending a drug addict like a crack catalog. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, it's like, how about the Heron yeah. 2024 edition? That's right. Maybe. It's blue. <laughs> I imagine it is. I watched Breaking Bad, so. Yeah, that's right. I happen to know that for a fact. <laughs> Heritage probably sold the blue stuff. Yeah. yeah. I would have I liked to have a little piece of that. Yeah, I think that'd be kind of cool. You know what? Actually, I remember going to Albuquerque once years ago. And in the airport, you could buy, like, a bag of candy. And it was, like, blue rock candy. <laughs> I was like, oh, why didn't I buy a bag? I should have. Yeah. Yeah, totally should have. Yeah. You know, I don't even know what color crack is. Uh, it's white, probably. Probably. Well, cocaine, yeah. Yeah. Cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> I should probably edit out the drug part. <laughs> We're going to get, like, explicit. Stella. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God. All right, and welcome to Weekend Rental Podcast. I'm your host for this episode, definitely not Greg. This is Jeremy hosting this episode, and I just got done driving six hours, and uh, I'm here with the mad dog himself, mad dog girl, at mad dog girl who is, I'll just give you a little bit of a uh, precursor into his collection. He is an eclectic collector. You collect vintage movie posters. Vintage movie posters, um, sealed video games. VHS. Illustration art, yeah. animation art, uh, tickets, sports cards. <laughs> uh, that's just the name of few. Yeah, yeah. So... You are definitely the uh, well, and like movie props and like screen worn costumes. Screen worn costumes. There's a gremlin behind me, which is super cool. One of the original That's sick, yeah. gremlin maquettes. Yeah, we got a couple of uh, real WWF belts in front of us here. A smoking skull belt mm -hmm. made by uh, J Mar. Yeah, Reggie Parks. Winged Eagle belt. <laughs> that's really good, by the that's way. People sweet. don't know that's really good. They look really good, and they are super heavy. Like they are made exactly. They're made by, by the, the guy. They're who, made by WWF's guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you know, if you're looking for an authentic belt, this is like the next best thing to the real worn ones by the rest. Of yeah, yeah. They like, are the same makers. It's the exact same belt. Yeah. Same guy. Yeah, and they're very rare. Yeah, there's there's cool. less than ten smoking skull belts wow. that Jmar ever made. Wow. Yeah. Wow, that's super cool. Yeah. So I'm always interested to when I talk with fellow collectors uh i'm always interested to know what the impetus was for your collecting habits mm -hmm. like how did you what kind of what do you think turned you into a collector 
Um, well, probably, oh God, this is going back. Uh, pro, you know, grade, was it one or three? Grade one or three. Okay, so pretty early on then. Yeah, my teacher at the time had a bookmark collection. Bookmark? Bookmark collection, and it was so dope. Interesting. Like, you know, so I started collecting bookmarks. So they had this like in the classroom. Yeah, she had it like on her desk, I guess. Like I have, this is so vague now. I don't, you know, but, uh, you know, I got some sick, like, you know, this is to think about like in grade, you know, grade three, mm -hmm. what, how old were we? Uh, oh. 1990, uh, anyways, it doesn't matter. 1993 or yeah, something. Like six or seven, eight, seven or a eight. Or imagine something. going to. Uh, Treasure Island, uh, you know, it's a new hotel, if I'm not mistaken, unless mm -hmm. my timeline's wrong here. But uh, and getting like, you know, the, you know, those like hologram, early holograms that were kind of a green tint mm -hmm. where it looked like, you know, like a, and it was like a skeleton and, you know, with the broken glass looking 3D kind of like, uh, anyways, it was so sick. You know, I still have that to this day. But really? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have my bookmark collection. Yeah. Wow. And and then I got into a pencil collection, and then it then it was just hockey cards. Like you know, did, I, you never collected hockey cards. I no. never. You know what? I was never into sports really. Yeah. Um, fr I had friends that were, but yeah. um, it never really caught on to me. I think um, for me, it was really Pokemon cards. Oh yeah, was kind of the thing. Nineteen ninety-eight or nine? Eighty-eight. Yeah, nineteen ninety-eight, ninety-nine, something like that. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 It was like you know we we never played the game. We just yeah collected yeah. the cards and kept them in a binder. Didn't like. Am I mistaken? I've never really was into Pokemon. Okay. I was into Overpower cards. Overpower, right and before. that's earlier. Yeah, that's that was like, like 90... one. That, that was like. On the tail end was when Pokemon was still just starting. Gotcha. Um, was there a Pokemon that came with like blue and clear like crystal rocks? Am I am I mistaking something? I feel like I bought like a starter pack, and it came with these like polished rock, like just like clear glass rocks. Mm. I don't, anyways, that it's, it's possible. Yeah, I don't, I don't remember know. exactly what comes with the. Uh... The, like that starter box. I don't know. Anyway, why would it come with a bunch of rocks? <laughs> I, I don't know. But I, I have a memory of like I maybe bought one starter pack and then I just kind of never. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, I did the overpower thing. Yeah. 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 It probably depended on, you know, what your friends were into as well. For sure. Right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. You know what got me into hockey? Like, because I was big into, like, I'm not a sports guy either, but mm -hmm. I was major into hockey and played hockey. All the time. But what got me into hockey was NHL 94. Mm. Yeah, really. I guess NHLPA '93 was really the first. Yeah, but uh, yeah, NHL '94. That, that was a, the one. That was a good game, man. Yeah, you know what? I I have very vague memories of playing a hockey game on Super Nintendo. Maybe it was the same one. But yeah. my neighbor uh, was super into hockey, and we were good friends when we were, you know, like pre before schools yeah. even started. Yeah. Um, and I remember playing. A hockey game with him. I don't know which one it was, but it had to be '94. Could be, yeah. You know, I just remember being the Edmonton Oilers. <laughs> of, of course you were. <laughs> I was the Pittsburgh Penguins, okay, because of their logo. And then I found out Yarmar Yager. He scored a lot of goals in that game when yeah. I played him, anyways. Yeah. And then from there, I became a just a crazy Yager fan. But, yeah. <laughs> you know that NHL games like NHL '94. I don't know the sequence, but like. If I'm not mistaken, 94 wraparounds, every single time it was like a glitch. You'd score every time. You could win like 30 nothing. Yeah. And then the next game, you'd shoot from a certain point at the boards. 
Yeah, I think it was 95, 96, and it would score every time the goalie couldn't get it. Yeah. You know, I still played the whole season probably just like <laughs> essentially cheating at that level. But yeah. Just being so pumped. Yeah. <laughs> it's won the Stanley Cup. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, for a kid, I mean, it would have been, you know, it was like revolutionary back then. Oh, man. Oh, Super Nintendo was the best ever. Yeah. Really incredible, right? Oh. Like so many amazing games and games that really are still fun to this day you know oh yeah like what's that one we played gunslingers oh uh yeah yeah uh sunset riders sunset riders yeah yeah fun freaking right fun konami side scrolling really fun yeah 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 and you know i was never into the rpgs as a kid like other than zelda zelda was major for me that was the best right. my favorite game of all time and what Link was the first the zelda you ever played well i i grew up basically with an nes in my room because my much older brother abandoned it when i couldn't even walk probably right and so um i had the zelda like mm -hmm. the gold cart yeah. uh zelda one i probably i don't know if i had two or not but anyways i played that game for so many hours hours and hours and hours and then i'm thinking back i actually recently beat it during covid oh yeah uh using save states of course i yeah. couldn't beat it the fairway <laughs> yeah. but uh and i had to look a few things up too but uh when I was playing, I got to the first castle, and I'm like, you know what? I don't think I've ever been here. Like, I played that game for probably 100 hours as a kid, and I don't think I ever got to the first castle, <laughs> like, you know, as yeah. like a five-year-old or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, but Link to the Past was very major, man. Yeah, that was that was my first um, Zelda game, actually, was a Link to the Past. Um, I never had it. I had an NES, but I never had Zelda. That was not one of the games we had. So I, I didn't play the first two Zeldas until after A Link to the Past. Wow. Yeah. Man, like for me, like my babysitter, who was a few years older than me, was really good at it. I was just okay. Mm -hmm. But uh, seeing him get the, first of all, the dark world, the pyramid with the hole in the top, you know? Mm -hmm. And then seeing him with that gold sword and the blue tunic, mm -hmm. it was like, oh, <laughs> he has a gold sword. And it makes that vicious... <laughs> thwacking noise yeah. I, I think it's different when you get that gold sword you know yeah so it was just like that was the probably one of the best things i ever seen in my whole life yeah is that gold sword and so you know of course i had to get uh the best copy of zelda like yeah the past so i bought that 988 plus which is yeah that's, uh, a, that's, that's a holy grail that's a real gem right there oh god i'm so happy to have that i i wanted the 10 uh ocarina but uh, so, uh you know that went too high i right. was i really thought i had a chance at it too but you know what did it end up going for like i don't know 150. wow and I, that was when was that again oh i forget you know august or right. June, july or something but yeah. at golden but um you know for me to get the 988 plus two known copies of the link to the past for like 65 or something like that compare that to the 150 for ocarina mm -hmm. i mean come on yeah yeah you know. i hear you yeah yeah it's like you know i think ocarina is probably a, con a strong contender for my favorite game of all time yeah fair but you know what when you put that up against a top grade a link to the past that's you know a link to the past is just oh, there are so few of them at that yeah top grade yeah so yeah you know it's it's 
incredible to have a gem like that. There's not many of them because I have them all. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Cornering the market. Oh, God. So I'm curious to know, like, what was your, what got you into sealed game collecting? Because you have, like, you have a shelf, like, a world-class collection of games. And not only singles, but often you have doubles of top titles, too, which is really incredible. Like, you, I don't think you have sold much at all from your collection. No, I've sold uh, one game, actually. Wow. No, no, two games. I've sold two games. Okay. Just because the offer was so crazy, and it was actually this past year. Oh, really? Okay. Before that, I'd never sold a game. Yeah. Um, so but, you're really like, you know, when we talk about like someone who collects just for the love of it. You yeah, know, yeah. You're just like, you really love these things. Yeah. But and you've had uh, but, them for a long time. Right. But for some reason, I'm the face of only buying to resell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a little, That's what I don't understand. It's a little strange, yeah. It's funny. But yeah, I've sold two games. I have hundreds yeah. of sealed games. I've I mean, you two. know, looking at your shelf, it's it's hard for your jaw not to drop when you see. Yeah. But, uh, you know, and I regret, you know, I don't, I don't really regret, I guess, but like one of the games I sold was the highest graded single top of the pop, uh, Chippendale 2. Mm. You know, I got a good offer on it that I really, you know, but, um, you know, now I don't have that full Konami Nest set. You Dang. Know? I mean, the thing is, though, it wasn't even on display on my shelf. Like, right. I, I have, I don't know how many games are on display on there, 75, 80, maybe 100 games. Right. And it didn't make the top 100. So I thought, why would I keep it? Like, you know, if someone offered a crazy offer for it. Yeah, I hear you. You know? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, for well, for me, it was, uh, you know, I won't get into a boring old story here, but I was just on eBay in, like, 2011 or 12. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I, for, I don't actually remember what I was searching, why, how, whatever. But I ended up doing some weird search, and I saw, like, a sealed, probably a sealed GoldenEye. And I thought, like, you got to be kidding me. Like, this exists sealed? Like, no one ever opened this? Right. And it was, that was it from there. But, like, this is, you know, the early days, you know, I'm, I was a huge movie poster collector at the time. And, you know, buying expensive movie posters, but games were just nothing at that point, mm -hmm. like for value wise. Right. So like I was only buying purely because I was like, this is amazing. I'm going to recollect my whole childhood. Right. But at that time, um, like for example, Oval Seal Mario's were so common. Mm -hmm. They were $100. They were $150 and no one was buying them. Right. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah. Um, to the point where like, you know, I didn't, and the thing is like, I very sadly was not on any of these forums or anything. So I didn't, wasn't getting the collector education other than what I was seeing myself. Right. Which sucks, man. Like, so I didn't know when Hangtab existed until like 2019. Gotcha. Like, or, you know, I've, maybe I've seen them or something, but like, I didn't, it didn't cross my mind that there were variants essentially. Right. right. Except for the oval seal and round seal. Right. That's what I saw with with uh, the Super Mario One there. So uh, I re I recognized that that the round seal was the earlier variant, you know. So but you know, so I bought my round seal Mario at that time for, you know, um, you know, I don't I think around two thousand dollars. Wow. You know, it's a nine point. It graded like nine point two a plus or something like or something like that. But uh, you know, I if I knew hang tabs existed, I would have sought a hang tab. Right. I didn't have any clue. Yeah. 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 It's, it's very, um, niche knowledge unless you, 
unless you know the right crowd. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's really hard to learn that kind of stuff. Yeah. I think that's what makes game collecting difficult a lot of the time is because there are so many variants and seal types and you, yeah. know, you have to know a lot of stuff and every console has its own kind of specific uh, quirks. And intricacies. And, yeah. 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 You know, with yeah. like comic books, it's like, well, they're all comics, you know, they're kind of like at face value. Comics a comic. There's only one, yeah. you know. Yeah, there's only one print usually. Second yeah. prints are usually not very valuable. No, and comparison. it's very clear what's a second print, and mm -hmm. it's like, you know, yeah, plainly obvious. Yeah, but games just had so much more of a wide market, so they had to do all of these like prints and revisions, and yeah, you know, and printing these things for years. Comics usually it's just you know an initial run, and then for sure that's it. Well, and like if you think about it, like I don't know how long it would take to develop a comic, like in terms of creating the story, you know, like, did they storyboard comics? Yeah. And yeah. they do like layouts. Yeah. Lay yeah. It out okay. So it's a production. Do. Yeah. For okay. Sure. There's a process. I was going to say like that probably there's, it's more of a production to make a video game to the extent where they like, yeah. they're not just going to release it for the month of April and then they're done. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. A comic. Yeah. For sure. You know, a comic back in the day would be like, you'd have a penciler an inker, like a colorist uh, yeah. and a writer, probably sometimes the, artist and writer were one and the same, but yeah, you know, very small, relatively speaking. I mean, I guess, you know, in the, did they storyboard the whole thing in pencil first though? Before? Usually. Oh, they would. Yeah. Uh, and okay, sometimes yeah. they would have another artist do like a layout. So like lay it on the board and then someone would yeah, do the finals. It. Yeah. Not yeah. even ink it, just do tighter pencils. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like I know I of some covers that were like a layout was done by like Steranko and then, uh -huh. you know, the final was done by someone else. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Your dog is pawing at me here. She wants oh. all the loves. She's sitting on my lap here. Super cute. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so. Yeah, so I guess, like, games, you know, back in the 80s, games could be done with a small team. But you for sure, it would, the production time would have taken a lot longer than a comic. And the cost of the cartridges even, right? Like, yeah. And all that stuff, like, just a much bigger. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, so, you know, you know, the the sad thing is for me, like, I bought all all the video games that I had grown up with, and then you know what? eBay turned to a sewage pipe mm. in like 2016 through 18. Mm -hmm. It became awful, mm. and like you know what? Uh, in terms of like prices spiking and stuff not becoming fake available, fake bidders oh. like there would be auctions, and and something would go for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars because two zero feedback people were bidding against each other. Right, so a lot of shilling. But it's not even shilling. It was like people were sabotaging. I would call it right. Like they were like you would put up your like not me, but like sellers would put up a legitimate offering, mm -hmm. and it would get bid up by these two maniacs to like one hundred fifty thousand, and then it would go down. Then it would be listed the next week or next day, and the same thing would happen. It would keep on happening, happening, happening to the point where people just gave up, and it was like, you know, what are we doing here? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and uh, Bucky was still out of his mind with prices the whole time, <laughs> and I wish I bought everything he had. Yeah, you know what? It's funny. It's like when I think back on those Bucky prices, I'm like, God, at the time, they seemed ludicrous. And yeah. then the market catches up, and there's a small yeah. window. How does he remain to always be ludicrous? Like he's just ahead of the market always. Yeah. But like at every at no point did we think he did not lose his mind. But yet when we look back, it's like, damn, I wish I bought that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny, you know. It's like if the strategy is kind of like set your price 
and wait for the buyer to come to you. And that's often just a matter of time, yeah, right? I don't know. I can't, I just couldn't imagine operating like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you'd feel like, what am I, like, really, am I pricing this for that? <laughs> and, then, and then 2021 happened and yeah. like nothing surprises anybody anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Do, what do you think about that era? Like that those, was fun. Those two years. That was so fun. Yeah, it's kind oh of crazy God. seeing like all the ridiculous prices. I mean, like yeah. I wasn't really a player in that market, mm -hmm. but just watching it as a spectator sport was. It was fun, man. Like I mean, that whole era was fun. Like everybody, Instagram was such a major thing. Mm -hmm. Everybody was posting on Instagram. Every day there was engagement mm -hmm. and cool posts, and people were making private deals making moves and like you know it was exciting to post something mm -hmm. you know and like that kind of like you know all fizzled out yeah sadly like and at that least, at least of, temporarily yeah and i mean that that kind of engagement was really you know not exclusive to games too it was very true, across true. the board you know like yeah card yeah. collectors comic collectors stuff was going for insane amounts of money i think that we lived through a remarkable period of in history and like you know i'm obviously there's reasons not to be nostalgic for it like all that yeah bull crap yeah that happened but <laughs> yeah. uh you know there was a lot of government problems and stuff yeah but you know on the just on the focusing in just on the collecting end of it mm -hmm. um what a insane thing that we lived through i yeah. don't think that's ever happened in the history of collecting yeah like you know an explosion in two years where everyone's forced to stay at home and all of a sudden you know i i you know all these different uh collectible categories think about their potential like the eyeballs on those categories mm -hmm. it went up 10x yeah every single category overnight yeah and like i don't know about you uh i mean, i think i do know about you actually but uh like for, <laughs> for myself like I was number one movie posters, right? Yeah. And then when when 2019 happened and once WADA came around and I thought, you know what? That is exactly the grading company I was looking for where it has a comic book scale. I was like, this is amazing that they're doing this. It got me into video games again in 2019. Like right when I didn't hear about them because I didn't know people inside the hobby. Yeah. But uh you know, right when Heritage hit, that's when I first heard about WADA. And I thought, go oh my God, this is amazing. I am so into this and just loved it. So I got into video games. So, but I was only those two things, right? Yeah. And then. So you kind of like, you took a break, let's say in 2017, 2018. Yeah, yeah. So when the market turned to the sewage hole, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I was like. It's funny. That's when I probably started picking up my first sealed games, was the, like 2017, 2018. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, it was, it was, you probably got them locally or something though. Some I got locally. Um, you know, one thing I passed up, I remember seeing on eBay very briefly was a very nice Secret of Mana sealed, and someone had oh. posted it for like fifteen hundred, and I just that was a lot. Yeah, I mean that was too much. There was really no comp at the time. No, for that. that's insane. And I almost that was like a four hundred dollar game at the time. And probably. I, I mean, I almost bought it. Like I was so close. Wow. And, and you know, in hindsight, I wish I would have. Yeah. But, you know. You know, I bought in 2015, I mean, I've posted about this before, but I bought at an auction from Greg, uh, VGA 85 plus, I, or I think, um, I forget the exact VGA grade, but anyways, I bought a golden eye mm -hmm. off of Greg. Yeah. Uh, Greg. Yeah. And, the Greg uh, we all know and love. Get the Greg games. <laughs> and, uh. 
it ended up crossing to like a 9.4 A plus. Okay. Yeah, that's that's kind of what the crossover I'd expect. Yeah, when it uh, so when it hit like you know twenty fifteen thousand whatever the hell it was, I made a little post on Instagram about that. <laughs> Greg like that. <laughs> um. Anyways, yeah, but yeah, that was a funny time. I mean, the prices were a lot lower back then. Yeah, for sure. But there wasn't a collector's market either. It was really, and it wasn't speculative either. It, you were literally buying it because. It was your childhood nostalgia. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, that's it. Yeah. That was the only market. Yeah, yeah. I remember actually kind of being hesitant to get into game collecting because I had come from comic books, really, and and you know you could almost treat a comic like a stock in some ways because there's so many comparables in every grade for so many books. Yeah, and you can really you can really pinpoint value on something. Games yeah. was a lot more obscure. Yeah, it was and, so obscure and difficult to. Not only difficult to value, but I just didn't know if I would be able to upgrade my stuff well enough. You know what I mean? Like right. when you buy something, you hope to be able to turn that into something better at some day. Right. And right. so I remember being a little hesitant at first mm. um, when I started game collecting because of that. Hmm. But, you know, at, at the same time, I had this huge love for it because of the nostalgia that, you know, you and I both share. We're we're pretty close at age. We're like a year apart or something. And mm. so, you know, we grew up with the same games 86? pretty much. Yeah. 87 for me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, the sad thing is like if I bought a $10,000 movie poster in 2012, I wouldn't have traded 100 Oval Seal Marios for it at the time. I mm-hmm. would, literally would not have. That wouldn't even have been a question. Right. And you know the value today. You know that Obviously, that ten thousand dollars poster is still around ten thousand. Yeah. And what are a hundred Oval Seal Mario's worth? <laughs> well, like we saw the uh, uh, the most recent sale for one on eBay was like what, twelve twelve thousand something. Yeah. Yeah. You know, one of my, you know, I don't have many that got away because I really have been aggressive mm-hmm. right up until prices kind of escaped. Right. But um, the. Uh, one of, the one that got away for me, I guess, is uh, the uh, gold NWC cart. There was there was oh. one on eBay in 20, 2019 or eighteen, right? Because you have a NWC gray, gray, yeah, yeah. But uh, the gold, it was some person. I don't I don't know what they were thinking or whatever, but they took the screws out and mounted it in a VGA case split. Really? Yeah. So they took the back of the cart and the front of the cart and the and the board, I think. Three different things inside of a really wide rectangular VGA case. Huh. And they put it on eBay for uh if I'm not mistaken, twenty five thousand. Yeah. And I offered them like you know, I'm these are very approximate, but like I offered him uh nineteen thousand. And he's like, I, I'm just guessing now because this was so long ago. But he's like, I'll, I could do 21. And I turned it down. Oh, no. <laughs> and then uh, the mass gamer got it Oh, on Instagram. Okay. There, so, yeah. Yeah. So he got yeah, that. He, I, he's another guy I would love to see his collection. Yeah. Sure. I think it's going to, yeah, I think you will. Yeah. On TV there. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, so that that's cool. Yeah. But so what I'm curious actually what was like when you first started kind of 
getting deep into collecting not only video games but other stuff what was the first thing you you bought that was like so much more expensive than anything else that you were like what have i done um i've never been like what have i done i mean you know and i know it's not a movie poster thing here but you know for me it was movie posters yeah right that was kind of the first big ticket thing you were yeah 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 and like you know i bought uh, a lot of four daily or stood stills lobby cards for two thousand two hundred dollars and mm-hmm. i thought like what have i done and not what have i done but like that was a lot of money for me right. in 2007 or six or whatever and i was like holy crap and then those i was reselling at the time mm-hmm. this is very early on yeah and um yeah so anyways that was it but with it was with movie posters like i remember my first two thousand dollar purchase i remember my first five my first 10 mm-hmm. my first 20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know it goes up but yeah. yeah yeah you know there's definitely like yeah you always have to like you push the limits yeah and once you get far enough with the limits it's like you kind of forget this you know the lower end of your limits you yeah. know right you know it doesn't mean anything anymore yeah yeah I hear that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of thankful that there there are still things like in the few hundred dollar range that I enjoy collecting. Yeah. Like, you know, absolutely. random like like I collect like Resident Evil and Maximum Carnage stuff. Mm-hmm. And there's some cool memorabilia for those games that doesn't cost a lot of money but at the same time is very rare. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always kind of on the lookout for, you know, cool stuff like that. Nice. And uh, sometimes you can find these really cool items that you end up paying, you know, a couple hundred bucks for. And sometimes it's like you wonder if it's the only one in existence because you've never seen it. Yeah, one. yeah. You know, I love that. Yeah, that's the best. Yeah. And like you can do, you do research on it, and then you kind of become an expert on mm-hmm. it, which is a cool factor as well. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everyone needs something cheap that they collect, like you know, which is just as fun as anything else. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can't. You know, not everyone can spend like tons of money all day every day. So it's like yeah, know, when you have yeah. these like little little things that you like collecting i think it's for um, sure is is a nice it's a good thing yeah one of my it's not super cheap but like one thing i love collecting is uh and i it's the worst investment it's <laughs> they're all going to be worth less in 10 years than they are now but i don't care <laughs> is uh, ren and stimpy cells oh yeah i mean i absolutely that was my that was my number one show with the yellow vhs tapes yeah and i love collecting the cells but the thing is that is like such a flash in a moment in history that right. was only relevant to people that were kids in 1991 and two or whatever. Right. You know, and so I, you know, I talk to people 10 years younger than me. They're like, what? Red and what? You know, they don't hardly know what it is. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't think it's being rejuvenated yeah. or rebooted or whatever. Do you remember Reboot? Yes. <laughs> such a great show. Oh, man. Oh, man. Those, you know, when that show went to like, past season two and with the infamous mortal Kombat season ending did you watch the whole four season deal with reboot i mean it was just on ytv i don't know yeah well there's there's like the um i think it's the last i didn't buy the dvd set okay well (laughs) if you decide to uh re-watch all of reboot it's the last episode i believe of season two Mm -hmm. where they have like a mortal Kombat type game that they go into okay and probably i'm sure i saw it yeah and and enzo ends up dying to the cpu yeah and And he's inside of it or something yeah and the next season that comes out he's an adult because he's been trapped in the web for like 20 years and it's like what like you just you cannot believe what you are seeing like suddenly this show that was kind of like a great show in season one 
but season two, season three, season four, like that show just kind of like grew up, mm-hmm. you know, and I think as a kid, like watching something like that was kind of mind blowing. I think maybe for like kids in the 2000s, maybe uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender was kind of like that. Oh, okay. Like it has this incredible character development and storytelling over its, over its various seasons. I don't know if you ever watched that show. No, no. but it's incredible. Like it, it's kind of starts off the same way where it's sort of like a little goofier, very kid friendly, but then gets very serious, yeah, yeah, you know, and very deep in its storytelling. You know, what's funny is uh, it just reminded me, I think I did. I, sh- I showed you that Donkey Kong show. Yes. Yeah. I, I didn't even know that thing existed. Yeah. I was like, I was so flabbergasted when you, you showed that re- to me. That, you don't remember that on TV? No, I've never it seen It was probably that on one TV. or two seasons, but the, you know. And because I love Donkey Kong Country. Yeah. Like, I love that game. Yeah. And I'd never seen this show. Wow. And like. That must have been 1990. Uh, what year did the game come out? Five or four? 95, I think. 95. Fairly late release. Yeah, so yeah. this probably came out in 96 then, which makes sense. And uh, like in my mind, the graphics were the best ever. And mm-hmm. we were watching it and it was like, it was actually worse than I remembered. It wasn't like, you know, <laughs> I'm sure reboot's the same. Like, but the the mouths didn't even match up with the voice actors. Yeah. Like, it I, was quite bad. Yeah, I remember we looked into this. They did some kind of weird like animating technique i think i think reboot had a had a much tighter animation team like mainframe was the animator they also did beast wars i don't know if yeah yeah of course yeah i you know yeah everyone in my school loved that show yeah yeah fantastic show so like the the guys doing that were they i believe it was beasties in the u.s or beasties in canada Oh, Beast Wars in the U.S. I believe Beast Wars. <laughs> yeah, I just remember Beasties. Beasties. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's such a great show. Yeah, but again, like you know, very engaging storytelling over that. Yeah, over that uh, those seasons. Yeah, my yeah. Ren and Stimpy is the best storytelling. You know what? I, <laughs> you know what I remember from Ren and Stimpy. My mom, uh, she's a dental hygienist, and she teaches, or she before she retired, mm-hmm. she taught at a at a school for dental hygiene. And yeah. um, she used to show her students all the time the uh, the episode. Ren's Toothache. Yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. And if, I watched that. I remember when I was a kid and, like, was traumatized. If anyone has a line on the, the gross close-up, you know how, like, in Ren and Stimpy, they're famous for yeah. the close-ups? And like, it's, it's like a like Picasso paintings, painting. Right? It's yeah. not It's not abstract, but, like, it's like a van, you know. It's not abstract. It's like a, it's like a, you know. it's like a painting. Yeah. Like a painting, like a painting by someone really good. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like a painting. Yeah. And, you know, they have the gross close-ups. I I own a few, which mm-hmm. are like, those are the holy grails. Yeah. If anyone has that Ren's toothache one where he has all the broken teeth. Oh my God. That's I would what pay I so much money for that. Just give me a call. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. I would buy that. You can hit me up on uh, Discord and I will uh, forward the message. <laughs> yeah. I will pay so much money for that. <laughs> yeah. That, I remember that. And the, uh, like seeing the the nerve endings out of his oh, drums. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. And he was... picks them out with a tweezers? Yeah. Oh, geez. That, that is so painful that to watch. That made me squirm, yeah. Still. I showed Callie. She was squirming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she hates that show. People, so a lot of people hate that show, too. Yeah. They don't understand it or something, I, which just blows my mind. It was very risque for its time. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Like, you know, not what you think of when you think of, like, a kid's cartoon. It's yeah, like but a, I think that that honestly revolutionized like kids' cartoons. Like night that opened the door for like SpongeBob and yeah, you know yeah. So yeah, definitely. Yeah, but you know I haven't been in terms of sealed video games. 
there is nothing coming to market anymore. Like, yeah. you know, which is good, I guess, but like, you know, it, it's it's a momentum thing. I mean, uh, people aren't posting on Instagram, I find, so I don't spend any time on there right now. And I'm not saying I never will, but like, it seems like a little bit of a hiatus. Yeah. Just, you know, it's like kind of like the, everything's on pause right now. Yeah, well, which, I think that's, you know, that's that's kind of the... Uh the the temperature of the water everywhere yeah you know, like so many of the not the real... everywhere though like you know you look at pulp magazines i understand that like grading is is on the horizon yeah in the next few months yeah so, so there's I, think a lot so. of speculation. I think that's like really speculative right now yeah. for sure yeah. oh no no yeah yeah i was buying those same pulps like a year ago yeah <laughs> for like a hundred and or 200 bucks and yeah. now they're going for two thousand bucks yeah, like for crazy. the horror ones and stuff and i bought i bought so many because mm -hmm. just for the love of it because they're like little mini movie posters yeah. and then all of a sudden they 10x and it's like what is happening yeah you know but yeah it's pulps you know i think comics i don't actually quite under, i don't want to speculate on that because i don't know but i i feel like they're doing okay yeah aren't they uh, I mean, I guess it depends, but on in general, I think a lot of stuff is is suffering right now. And I think yeah. maybe the reason we're not really seeing so many games pop up is just because of the relative rarity. You know, like so many of these <clears throat> NES, SNES games, like mm -hmm. there's like a handful of copies sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like essentially once they leave the hands of speculators into collectors, the collectors aren't flipping them every yeah. every three months. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So like when you have like a comic, even even the blue chip stuff like AF15 or Amazing Spider-Man 1, as we've seen, like how many copies are there of oh, each of those? they'll always come up forever. That's yeah. what I'm saying. That's yeah. never an issue. Yeah. So like with games, they're just like, they are so much rarer. They're so much rarer, but they're also the market is so much thinner. Yeah. You know, right now, uh, which is fine, I guess. But, you know, what's weird to me, you know, is like, you know, 2019 through... I really didn't start collecting PS1 until later. I was only SNES, N64, NES. Mm -hmm. Those are what I grew up with, really. Right. But in 2019, 2020, I started, like, looking a little bit more to complete, like, you know... The way I would collect was through, like, IGN top 100 lists, IGN top 10 lists... And I was like, this is how I was collecting back then. Yeah. You know, even in 2014 or something, I was like, you know what? I want the top 10 games of all time. That would be amazing, yeah. you know? And I think that's a smart way to collect, by yeah. the way. Yeah, yeah. I think so. And Especially maybe not like, maybe not pre-pandemic days. Because like the stuff like like you were saying, the Marios and that, there were that's a what I'm dime saying. a dozen. No, that's what I'm saying. That's, yeah. well, that was the best, like, because they were cheap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So now it's like, that's finally paid off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Well, not for me. I'm well, still. Yeah, I know. You're I'm not, still out the money. <laughs> you're not looking. You're not looking to sell anything. So yeah, but yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it's funny. You know that now that you mentioned the way you've collected games, I, I, I kind of the way I started collecting games was how I kind of collect art. It's just what I like. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, sometimes yeah. it's something that I grew up with and have a connection to, mm -hmm. and sometimes it's just I like the box cover. Yeah, you know? yeah. And it's in beautiful condition, and it's hard to find. You know, that was kind of how I was collecting Super Nintendo stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it's just yeah. kind of like from an art angle. Yeah, almost. yeah. You know, so like like I was saying in 2019, uh, PS1 games, I started looking for them, right? And like I eventually got, you know, GTA 1, which is like relatively rare. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I don't know, blah, 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 a bunch of PS1 games. And one of the few games I was missing was Tomb Raider. Oh. And Longbox or? It doesn't or, come uh, in Longbox. No, yeah. no Longbox, yeah. Yeah. 
And so it just never showed. It mm. never came up on eBay. Bucky didn't have it for $100,000. <laughs> um, you know, like it just was not around. It never came up at any auctions. Yeah. And then the first copy to hit market, which like, how does that happen? July, 2021. And it sells for like $144,000. Wow. To, you know, to the, one of the two bidders. Yeah. And so, you know, like, like, how does this happen? So it's, so it's rare. Mm -hmm. It doesn't come up at all as, as the market's escalating, no one's selling any. And then all of a sudden one comes up then and it's like, okay, I guess I'll never own one. Basically was what I said. Long story short, since the decline, including like last year, which was a pretty gruesome year, like there was one in every single auction. Like who had all these games <laughs> that was not selling them? They never come to market. Like it was rare. And all of a sudden like 10, and I don't, I still think the pop's really low. I think yeah. the flop's like 25 or something. Right. Which uh, is, you know, on like a grand scale, that's pretty. 25? Like, that's minimal. rarer than action one. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> like, <laughs> so, but anyways, the price came down so low. The funny thing is, and this is so true with all collectibles and, and auctions and stuff, when something comes to auction a number of times in a short period of time, people get the general feeling that it's not rare, so they don't, they, they, no one's interested, and you get Tomb Raider going for 3000 bucks for a 9.4. The funny thing is, once those get scooped up, you might go five years without another one coming to auction. All right. of a sudden, it's got value again. Like, because people realize, wait a sec, this is just a, like, you know, this is pop 25. It's just as rare as games that weren't showing up. Mm -hmm. Just because it was coming to auction the same time doesn't mean the pop, you know. Yeah. Yeah. It's so perception. It's right? perception. Yeah. And so yeah. I've made, you know, there's so many examples like that where I've, you know, I've been victim to it too, where I've thought, yeah, you know what, I'm just going to leave it. It comes up every week. Why, why would I buy it now? Right. And then they and just then don't suddenly come they're up. all going to be gone, yeah. and then that's it. Yeah, yeah. So it's funny how how that works, you know. Yeah. It's same with like you know why is like Twisted Metal Long Box? There's another one coming up in in like in a month at Heritage. Like, mm -hmm. you know, I bought like this. You know, I bought one, but like, I, you know, yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, and they um in uh, Seal Games Club, uh, one of our moderators, he just bought a a jewel case Twisted Metal. Which is incredibly hard to find. That's a, like a small box. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah the short, jewel. short yeah. jewel. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah, he's been building up. A I don't know if function. I know that one. I guess. Yeah, it's pretty tough to come by. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah, they like you know Resident Evil. Yeah, that's as a Resident Evil fan. <sighs> that's like the best. Resident Evil long box. Even I'd even take a nice Resident Evil two. You know. Like oh yeah. Yellow movie offer. Well, Jonas sold me his, uh, he, you know, we, I was asking him for a Resident Evil 2 and he's like, oh, you know, don't buy it. one on eBay. I'll just sell you one of mine. He had a few of them and he's like, yeah, it's a VGA, you know, 90 or something or 85 plus or 90. I don't know. And uh, anyways, he sold me one. You know, and uh, I ended up crossing it to 9.88++. He was so oh, mad because no. his didn't cross. Oh, he no. probably had like five of them. <laughs> you know, he was so mad. He's like, he, he like commented on my post like, really? Like, <laughs> <laughs> you lucky. Yeah. You lucky SOB. That was like another one. Oh, goodness. I feel so bad that I don't remember who I got it from now. Darn it. But... Uh, 
oh my god what's the game oh yeah super mario all-stars mm. i bought like a vga 90 who did i buy that from anyways and it crossed the 98a plus plus i'm sure that's still pop one wow i mean that was a big game super mario all-stars yeah i still have one with my handwritten name on the bottom oh yeah probably wow nice <laughs> yeah. that was a key one yeah that was a great game great set of games yeah yeah kind of like i don't know the first remaster in some ways you know it's like mario coming back yeah kind of yeah well nes couldn't remaster shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, graphics are too bad it's like why would you remaster something after like two years yeah remaster et or something yeah that's right the one everyone wants that's right yeah so much so that they buried them in the landfill <laughs> <clears throat> yeah so i don't know it'll be interesting to see if the mark you know what happens with the video game market i mean you know the thing is on the way down a lot of serious collectors you know i'll talk for myself anyways i picked up every hole in my collection essentially like not every single one but close to every single one like i almost every game i could ever dream of owning is now off the list you know mm. and so i guess it's just a matter of like now good stuff has to start hitting the market so people can upgrade i guess it's like how comic books work right yeah like when someone got a timely set now you got to start upgrading i guess right or something right yeah yeah you'd be looking for like you know better better copies yeah because like you know one one thing that dennis was talking to me about back you know this is a little while ago now but he was basically his vibe was like look the next tier of collecting like the next level i should say of collecting is when uh registry set registries become a thing set registries yeah like you know like with cgc how they have like a registry so you could be like uh i'm gonna they'll have a registry for the, the timely set and then people collectors can go on that site and, and say like oh yeah i have a i have that set and they'll qualify them you know about this not you? really no oh you don't no oh it's a huge thing like so let's say the action comics registry so it's like okay anyone that owns action comics i don't know how many there are yeah. oh, 200 300 400 500 600 <laughs> 700 i don't know any one of those it could be Very few, yeah. 500 let's say so people that own action one through 500 yeah you get on that list or you might have it all minus one and they qualify it like based on your grade based on what you have and they'll rank it and you'll see who's number one in mm. the world like that's awesome man so you could be like for instance like when when this registry set comes out for for you know you know i hate you know now that you got cgc though it just dilutes the pool now we have two different companies who are not friendly with each other you know it used to be nice when it was one company Wada. and <laughs> yeah. you know they had the whole population and then yeah. it's like now you know what your pop report is now you got to go to two different sites is a bunch of you know yeah so um but anyways like imagine having like the the capcom Mega Man set like as an example or you know mm -hmm. uh you know for snes and they qualify all the best grades you, you know what i'm saying that'd be that'd be super cool yeah that's what i've been working towards that's interesting yeah 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 but anyways i don't know we'll yeah. see if we'll see if it happens you know yeah where do you see um game collecting going in the next few years 
Um, I guess it depends a lot of on market factors. Huh? That's the thing. Like, and I don't like to normally. I mean, when things when times are good, you don't think about the federal government's po monetary policy. Right. Like that doesn't. It's not even close to a factor. Yeah. But I mean, obviously, it was looking back. Yeah. You for know? sure. Yeah. It's really you know. I guess the older you get and the more you live through these times, you you kind of understand through experience how much of an impact federal monetary policy does have yeah it's crazy but like you know i don't know it just seems so not helpless or you know but to think that you know we are dependent on the government for our recreation or you know or you know yeah you know i'm not going to say our livelihood but like our hobbies are directly intertwined with federal government monetary policy like how boring <laughs> is that not but how sad is that really well yeah when you, i mean until 2020 none of this was ever really a factor because you know it was just steady you mm -hmm. know like up down small amounts and then when you go down fast which is essentially to the free money level right for a yeah. sustained period mm -hmm. to the point where you bank you know i don't want to get into all that but you know anyway so long story short um we had the one of the fastest rise in you know interest rates in in a very long time yeah. you know i mean maybe in the 80s it, it rose pretty severely yeah and i think also in the anyways it doesn't matter yeah so it happens you know it happens cycle, yeah. Cycle, yeah it does obviously this cycle was prompted by a pandemic which is not i guess the norm but right yeah right a lot of interesting things played into those crazy few years government yeah, yeah. the government screwed up <laughs> they screwed up but uh but anyways so um i do think it depends a little bit on interest rates but you know we haven't really lived through a cycle like this as a as serious adults mm -hmm. you know what i mean yeah. to, to this extent right like i'm not talking about the 2008 financial crisis we yeah. were a little too young yeah i mean you know, i certainly remember those years but you know what i remember is that oh the canadian dollars at par oh god wasn't that crazy you know, it's like this has never happened wasn't that insane yeah if you think about it like anything that you bought at that time went up 50 percent. just even if it's going for the same price yeah isn't that crazy it's crazy yeah. yeah and and it's funny because they um the uh like retail prices did not catch up with that they were not par it was right. cheaper yeah 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 that was crazy yeah um so yeah like long term like where is the video game market i mean it strictly depends on uh demand like obviously supply and demand the supply is low mm -hmm. right so it's strictly a function of demand yeah and demand is just a function of like interest mm -hmm. right and so uh interest is like based on you know people's ability to spend which is the money end of it right yeah. and i think that um, you know, I don't think it's all just rich people going after the top. I think that it depends on the whole market as a whole. Like we need everybody of every tier to be interested in games because it just creates that momentum. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, I mean, I don't know. It's, uh, where is it going to go? I don't know. It depends on people's spending. It depends on the Fed rate, to be honest, a little bit. Like, yeah. I, I guess we're projecting next year. What's the, the Fed's rate is like, uh, oh my goodness, like... Hmm. Anyways, it's going to go down about a percent and a half, 1.25 percent by the by a year from now. Yeah, and they're hoping another percent the following year. Right, that's still um, very high compared to well to what it was. I guess. Well, in 2020, but 20, you know, 2019 or 18, it's uh, you know, 
it's relatively close anyways yeah. within percent. So yeah. anyway, so there, that's like one factor and, you know, I don't know. It just, it, everyone kind of like left collectibles all at once to the point where it feels weird. Like it, you know, it almost like feels like, wait a sec, like do, do people like this anymore? Yeah. You know, like everyone left so fast. Yeah. Well, you know, I think like information travels so fast now and as soon as there's like these rumblings of recession and all these yeah. buzzwords, oh, yeah. you know, it's it's easy for people to for sure. kind of hold on to their cash. For sure. Especially when the interest rates are rising so quickly, mm-hmm. everybody starts saying, wait a sec, I got to start conserving. Yeah. You know, I got to have a little bit of a cushion here. Mm-hmm. And not only that, like when people's mortgage rates are renewing and, you know, I did variable. So, you right. know, mine. So you, you got know. hammered, right? <laughs> yeah. So, but like, you know people that were locking in at 2% and they're renewing now because yeah. it's come up and it's now 6.5% that or would 7%. Have been, that would have been me. Yeah, 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 yeah. This year. Yeah. Yeah. So that, like, that's a huge difference. That's $500 a month, $400 a month or whatever your mortgage is, obviously. Yeah. But, uh, you know, four or $500 a month, that's 100% Insane. of people's free spending, basically. Yeah. For a lot of people. Yeah, because a lot know. of people still have to, you know pay off vehicles and all these other yeah. things and interest on vehicles went crazy yeah. too. Yeah. So people went from like plus to minus basically. Yeah. And so that's still happening to this day. Mm-hmm. You know, even if the interest rates aren't continuing to rise, people's renewals are still coming up every month, you know, so not to get all boring on all this stuff, but, uh, <laughs> you know, I, and I also like, you know, I do feel that there's still a bit of a hate on for sealed game collecting, which is you know silly to me but uh you know i don't know even people that would be interested in it that should be interested in it might be slightly hesitant because there's such a toxic online uh community of people that their hobby is bashing it right that's how they get joy out of their life right (laughs) (laughs) so so i think you know everyone everyone's going to be kind of like upset when something gets out of reach so quickly. Really? I mean, like, really, it really doesn't, it doesn't really matter. But at the same time, it's like, you know, something you could have bought a few years ago for a few hundred dollars is like now thousands. Yeah, but these people aren't in the market for sealed video games. Oh, I know. Yeah. That's the thing. They just enjoy hating on it. They enjoy feeling like they're part of a movement. Yeah. Of hate Mm -hmm. or something, you know, which is, you know, common theme yeah <laughs> for today yeah common theme everywhere. it's just really sad to me yeah something that, like obviously i'm not going to engage with it or anything because it's supposed to be like a fun hobby right you know yeah and it still is i mean it, you know all the all that stuff all that nonsense uh it was it's did it uh, impact our you know interactions with each other mm-hmm. or even on instagram when it was cool you know like you know no it didn't you know uh, so it's just, I feel an external influence limiting new people from coming in. Right. right. It's like, um, you know, Oh, uh, video games are a scam. Oh, well, I'm not going to be embarrassed and look like a buffoon in front of all these people. You know, everyone's making fun of video games. Why would I join it? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. So, but I mean, I, again, this is all just a flash in history the uh you know all these attitudes and stuff that seem like it's the whole world it's you know we're just not even gonna remember it three years from now or two years from now it's just a really momentary thing yeah so i mean it is what it is but you know i think it'll come back for sure yeah um for me i'm happy with my collection yeah i bought it 
to enjoy. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I have, it's a childhood nostalgia for me. Looks awesome. It does look awesome. Looks awesome. Yeah. And so, yeah, I'm totally happy with it. And, uh, you know, I, I would like us to get to another point where it's fun and engaging and there's a lot of stuff happening, mm-hmm. but there's just not a lot of stuff's happening right yeah. now. I think just, yeah, there's not a lot facilitating that in general. Yeah. Yeah. Across so, the board. So that's what it is, you know, but I'm still, if something good comes up, I'm still buying it. Yeah. I'm still working on that black box set. Yeah. 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 You're close. 26. Yeah. 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 It's a pretty lofty goal, especially nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. 26 or is it 24 actually? It's one of the two. Yeah. <laughs> I, I I'm do not a, the expert. I didn't do a, I didn't do a head count, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah, no, so it's it's good, and like you're doing your art thing, you know. Yeah, it's been uh, all consuming, that's for sure. That's good. Yeah, I mean, I still do buy game stuff, but uh, yeah, not on the same level as I used to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, you were telling me about I bought that Bart versus the Juggernauts Game Boy game. Yeah, and you were telling me that uh, a lot of people would prefer the preliminary pencil because it's by the artist. Yeah. Whereas an animation cell is only created by the cell artist who is yeah. unnamed and unknown. Yeah. But uh come on, man. I mean it's tough. You know, you'll I think it's not, it's not. It's not <laughs> tough. Because you like it's this is an animation cell, so it's under yeah. the realm of animation, right? Yeah. Do you want a Simpsons pencil or do you want a Simpsons cell that was used on the TV? You want the cell a hundred percent of the time. That's yeah. why pencils are five percent, ten percent of the value. Yeah. It's the same with the. This is the art that was. I'm not trying. By the way, I'm not. It's not for sale. We'll have to. Uh, we'll have to. <laughs> we'll have to get Dan on the phone here, and we can. Uh, yeah. We can hash this out. Hold on. Do 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 do. <laughs> um, Dan. Yeah. I mean. How can you not respect his opinion? But he's better agree. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It doesn't. It to me, it, you know. I know what I know. Yeah. I know what I like. So I know it. It's I, I already know the answer. You cannot argue that it does not have the eye appeal. It's awesome. You know, yeah. It looks incredible. Yeah. Absolutely. For sure. For sure. Yeah. So yeah, that's my first cover for a video game. I guess. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. Yeah. And a Simpsons one, you know. I don't have any wall space to put it, though. <laughs> I have, uh, like, probably 110 movie posters framed on the walls. Yes. That's that's definitely, I remember the first time I ever came to your house, uh, seeing the, like, you know, the six sheets and the, yeah like, the huge, massive ones. Yeah. Oftentimes, these posters, there's, like, one copy in the world, and you have it. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's yeah. a so- world, world-class collection here. Yeah, well, so the one poster that I just bought, which I'm super proud of, is the, uh, it's a 1915 film. Mm -hmm. It's the first full feature film, essentially, that you could say, that's ever been made. Wow. Like, before that, you had one reelers, two reelers, Mm -hmm. you know, short films. This was, like, the first ever full feature movie. It's called The Birth of a a Nation from 1915, directed by the the grandfather of film, D.W. Griffith, mm-hmm. it like pioneered the close-up, this movie, um, and it's just an incredible piece. So I just got the one sheet. Wow. Um, yeah. So I'm really, really pumped about that. Nice. Yeah. It shows the assassination of Abe Lincoln 
on the cover. Yeah, it's a very uh, dramatic image. That's for oh sure. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really nice printing too. So yeah, that that was a good addition. So I have wall space for that. Yeah, yeah. I'll make wall for space the historic, for that. The important stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, no. The I need. Um, I don't know, man. Like, there's just certain categories that don't go down. Like, they aren't going down. You know, like even like illustration art. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, pulp. Well, pulp paintings, obviously in relation to pulps like they're going crazy but like yeah. you know i like pinup paintings mm-hmm. like gil elvgren yeah you know and you have some beautiful ones yeah for sure but like they're going for i was getting them cheaper in 2020 2021 than they're going now right you know so certain things are well you know that's like that's almost the um the thing about one of a kind stuff it's like you know you can have these crazy wild markets going on and then you know art it's just like it simply is yeah. whether or not the market is going crazy because yeah. there's only one of everything. Yeah, that's so, true. Yeah. And in, in a way you, you are protected from those crazy swings. Yeah. You know, for sure. Unless people just lose interest. Yeah. <laughs> Which is possible. <laughs> Which is possible. It is possible. For sure. But um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard I mean, to argue with having a painting on your walls. We might get to a point where movies don't even exist anymore. It's all just seasons. Yeah, <laughs> it's all TV. There's no movies and anymore. Then, and then it's going to be all just Instagram uh, or no TikTok. Yeah, short form content. Yeah, yeah. And then we're going to get back to the first ever full feature TikTok film. Yeah, <laughs> maybe not. Well, you know, it's interesting. I guess with the, uh, I don't want to say downfall of Marvel, but certainly the outlook for their movies has been very abysmal. I heard that. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't watch them. They're pathetic. <laughs> but like I I mean Venom. I Venom is my guy, by the way. Like I guess everyone has a guy. Like a superhero. Yeah. But like my era, your era. Yeah. Our era. The symbiotes. We are the symbiotes. Yeah. Carnage. I loved Carnage. Yeah. Oh that's God. what I'm saying. Like, because remember, we grew up on like X-Men, the animated series. Yeah. And Spider-Man. The, yeah. You know. And one of my best friends, um, his boyfriend is writing the new one. Like, oh, yeah? The tie-in series, X-Men 97 that's coming out soon. He's a writer on it. Oh, okay. Yeah. There's a show? Yeah. So they're, re- they're continuing the X-Men cartoon from where they left it back in the 90s. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm really excited for that. And that's going to be on Disney Plus, probably. Oh, yeah. Which I mean, it's a series, so I'll just get the torrent. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bleep that out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, certainly the the symbiotes is the era I remember for Spider Man, definitely. Oh, and the yeah. cartoon, you know, when they showed up in the uh, animated series in the mid '90s, mm-hmm. and the toys, like I had the oh, toys. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh yeah, so good. Oh man, that yeah. was so good. Yeah. And then that led to uh well, you know, was it oh my god, was it uh Marvel Masterpieces? Oh my god. Anyways, did you have the Marvel Masterpieces the cards? cards? Yeah. You know what? My I remember my neighbors. Um I was friends with uh the girl. She was just like a year younger than me, but she had two older brothers and they had some of these cards. Yeah. So occasionally they'd like give me a couple, and so I got you know them from from them but i never really collected them or oh okay what was uh captain america's foil was uh red skull was it 
Is it called? Is his name Red Skull? Yeah. Yeah. There was a Red Skull card from mm-hmm. the Marvel Masterpieces, I believe the 92 set, and okay. but my cousin got me into. And that Red Skull card, he would put it on the wall, like he'd finger, he'd put it against the wall, and he'd be like, look, go side to side, the eyes follow you. And they did, and it was like, oh my God, this is, this is like, <laughs> yeah, that's major. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the the artwork for those cards was very cool. Joe Jusco. Yeah. He did the whole set. Yeah. He's amazing. Yeah. So he just, so that thing actually that I didn't tell you about, but Jusco, is that how you say his name? Yeah. I I, I like Jusco anyways. Um, So he uh, is, he just did a book on, uh, what do you call that fundraiser site? Uh, Oh, Kickstarter. Kickstarter. And they're redoing it's it's about the night Marvel Masterpieces nineteen ninety two set yeah, and, and the making of, of. And if you were an early Kickstarter and then also if you paid a lot of money, you got a free or not free, you had to pay a lot of money. Yeah. You got a, comp, a complimentary? Yeah. No, no, you were paying for it. Yeah. You got a painting <laughs> yeah. of one of the he recreated all hundred and four uh, Marvel Masterpieces cards. Wow. And then every backer, it sold right out right away. I bought I got two. Uh and anyway, so I got the Beast artwork that he painted mm-hmm. uh, for Marvel Masterpieces 92. This is a recreation, yep. though, but it, it's amazing. And then that other one oh, was a total donkey. I don't know what, <laughs> even who it is. <laughs> I, I have to see them again. I, I don't you, uh, you won't even know. I'm yeah. positive about that. <laughs> so, you know, you can't win them all. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. yeah, that was cool. Yeah, I think I... I remember seeing the Carnage one available, like the the, oh, yeah, the yeah. recreation one. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, Joe Jusko, he um, he did the artwork for WWF SummerSlam, like '94 or something, or Wrestle. No, no, sorry, sorry. Yeah, SummerSlam. He did a SummerSlam artwork, but then he also did. Hulk Hogan versus Sergeant Slaughter, WrestleMania. Oh my God, was it seven or eight? I think it was, oh my God, seven or eight. Mm. It was seven or eight. I think it was seven. And he did the artwork, like incredible artwork Mm. for the posters and for the cover, the, you know. And I have, I believe to be possibly the only known copy of the 24 sheet. That's a full billboard. Wow. Of WrestleMania 8. Uh, I have the whole bill. I have the whole billboard. WrestleMania seven. I have the whole billboard poster. Really? Yeah. Like it would be wider than this room. Wow. Yeah. So like, is it rolled up in your closet or something? So they come folded in panels. This was never glued. Okay. But Joe Jusco did the art on this. So Hulk Hogan's head going like crazy, like comic art. Yeah. It's uh, seven feet tall by seven feet wide his head <laughs> and then you have like a crazy american flag blowing in the wind with wrestlemania 7 yeah only on pay-per-view like oh my god how cool is that that's cool were you yeah. into wrestling like back in the early 90s um so i it was on tv like yeah. you know and kids in our school watched it mm-hmm. i wasn't specifically like tuning in every week for okay. sure but 19 okay so everything comes back to video games yeah my buddy Brings over NW, WCW NWO World Tour for N64. I have the exact same story. Yeah? Yeah. Life-changing. Yeah. Friggin' life-changing. It was. Life-changing. So we played that like around the clock. That was the best freaking game at that time. That was end of 97, I believe. I believe, let's just say October or November 97. Yeah. And 
after playing it for like two or three months, my buddy, he's an East Indian dude. Every Indian dude loves wrestling. That's just a fact. A hundred percent fact. I did not know this. That's a fact. If you see a guy from India, just be like, hey, buddy. <laughs> you want to go watch some WWE? You like wrestling, eh? <laughs> so it's a fact. Just tell him I said that. So, But anyway, so my Indian buddy, super close friend of mine, um, he was like, man, me and my cousins, all of them, they watch WWF, which I didn't know a lot about at the time. So my, I first tuned in to Raw like in January '98. Yeah, this is so boring for video game people, but anyways, <laughs> like, and then um, I end up getting the pay per view for Royal Rumble '98, and from there it was just game over. Austin, Steve Austin won the Royal Rumble, and it was a road to WrestleMania from there, and it was game over. The Austin era began basically. January 1998. Yeah. Right when I started watching. That was just the most incredible run. Yeah. I'm sure that's actually when I started watching too. Because I remember renting that game with a friend. And we played it. And I was like, this is so much fun. (laughs) So good. And then I remember WCW was kind of on its way out at that point. Maybe. I never watched it. Yeah. I never really watched it either. But I started... I'm trying to remember when I started watching... WWF, but it was definitely before WCW or WWF 2000, WrestleMania 2000. Yeah. Oh, that game. Oh my God. So we watch, we would watch like, you know, Monday Night Raw every week and yeah, yeah. So much fun. The Attitude Era was just the best. Dude, I remember, this is so boring again, but uh, (laughs) the night, so we, I watched like, let's just say the first Raw, the Raw before Royal Rumble, I think was the first time I watched or something. Mm Mm-hmm. And then I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to watch the Royal Rumble on pay-per-view. Oh, my God. We'd never done pay-per-view before, ever. So my family had no no knowledge of this. So come Sunday, right, I'm, like, trying to figure out how to get the pay-per-view. Like, I'm like, okay, what do I do? What do I do? I'm just a kid, Mm -hmm. you know. And I realize at, like, if the pay-per-view started at 7, let's say, I realized at, like, 6.30 that you need a cable box, that we did not have. Like, oh. like there was no cable box at the time. It was just like your cable cord went to the back of your TV and you got your channels. Yeah. And so we flew to Videon or whatever the name of the you know place was, the video provider, and uh, had to like, oh, my God, let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> and we got the video box, raced home, and we were like 30 minutes into the pay-per-view. So Wow. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well... I want to thank you for doing this interview. Yes, and thank for you. having me over again. I feel like we've uh, seen each other a lot in the past year, and it's been great. Yes, it's been great. We've become fast friends, and are both passionate collectors. And yeah, yeah, it's always a pleasure to see your amazing collection. No yep. matter what I look at, whether it's posters or games or yeah, there's always something. Yeah. You know, I did I show you Ultimate Warrior's Gitch? I have a feeling you're going to show me right <laughs> after this recording's done. His ring use Gitch from uh, <laughs> 1990. Wow. Yeah, I got it. Wow. I got that. Washed or unwashed? Uh, you know what? I haven't smelt them, actually. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, uh, All right. Well, uh, we're going to go look at uh, Ultimate Warrior's Gitch. Yeah, let's go look at some underwear. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Wait and review. That's right. Yeah. Tune in next week. Same bad time. Yeah. Same bad channel. Yeah.